And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my optimistic sidekick, Ben Needenthal. You betcha. How's it going, everybody? Uh, that's not fake at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Gee whiz, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honored to grumpy. be here. This is great. <laughs> and I'm really happy because this is the last week of the year before we finally give this fucking year a Viking funeral and push it out in the middle of a lake and light it on fire with a bow and arrow. So, yes. Ooh. Yeah. So angry. <laughs> I'm not that angry. I'm so just... he's optimistic that 2017 going to be better. It's going to kick ass, man. I'm already. I'm. I am excited about it. I really good. Am. I, I'd say we've got a lot of cool things lined up on on our end from both a business perspective and just a personal perspective. So I, I, it's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. Heck yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, out with the old and with the new. That's what I say. For sure. Yep. Well, today, since it's the end of the year, and we should have a little fun. I thought we would talk about some of the things Hollywood gets wrong about law. Well, I assume it's basically everything. Uh, we're we're going to talk about every movie ever made. Is that no? But there there are certain things that are constants that I thought we would bring up. Okay. All right. That so, sounds good. Sounds like I might actually be able to contribute something meaningful to this particular yes. conversation. So yeah. that'd be nice. Yeah. Hey. Sweet. All right. Well, let's dive in. First up, court cases are not handled in a matter of days. <laughs> Ever. No, they are. The days are just spread out over six Years. months to a year or more. Yeah. Right. So law and order likes to make you think that prosecutor gets the evidence, gets an arraignment, and we go to trial in days. <laughs> if law and order told you to jump off a, a the, 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 the uh, fuck, I fucked <laughs> the that courthouse? up. Let me try this again. <laughs> If Law & Order told you to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you do it, Jen? No. I don't watch the show, but... No, neither do I, but... <laughs> but, the, uh, in general, a lot of those type of legal shows... Yeah. ...seem to make you think... Yeah, that everything happens very expediently. Yes, and that is about the furthest from the truth possible. Right. And for good reason too. If you if we lived in a society where justice was that swift, mhm. That's not necessarily an America you want to live in. Potentially yeah, not. Yeah, I mean it's like uh, it's yeah. So either right. yeah, yeah. So technically, they're trying to show that you have a right to a speedy trial sure. under a criminal conviction. Sure. You can waive that right, and you normally do mm. multiple times yep. because you want to be able to put forth your defense. Yeah. And that means discovery, and yeah. discovery takes a long time, mm. and that's exchanging all the evidence and making sure everybody knows what's going to be presented and how you're going to deal with it, essentially. Right. Um, so good and bad, criminal or civil, you get to do discovery to yeah. figure out your case. Yep. Um, and it just takes a long time. Uh, most civil cases have a one-year docket to wow. start. So that's a year just leading up to the actual case where Going lawyers to trial. Do, the, do the lawyer thing and, yes. and try to figure out as much as they can to build the case. Right. Um, and it's going to take a lot more time than a few days and working with the police officers 
because there are all sorts of things that go into a case. Right. So um, that, I think, is the first thing. And I think it really frustrates people mm-hmm. because I get clients who are like, we had a trial three weeks ago. Why don't we have an order? Yeah. So that would be another thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Often... You don't get a verdict unless you have a jury right there. Right. You don't get an instantaneous gratification. Yeah. If you're before the judge and the judge is ruling, you're going to get it in writing a few weeks later. Sometimes a few months later, depending on the judge. But it's far less dramatic that way. It is. It's far less, you know, like, you know, we the people find the defendant guilty. (laughs) You know, yeah, it's... Right. You don't get that, but... Right. And yes, there are trials with juries, and juries do create a verdict and all of that. But even just that verdict and the judge entering it into the record is not actually the final ruling. It has to be put into an order. Hmm. Because a court speaks through its docket, its orders. So just because a judge says, I find in favor of plaintiff or whatever... Yeah. Means absolutely nothing until it's in writing. Right. It goes in writing pretty quickly with a jury. Right. Without a jury, eh, a little less so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's an important distinction. And the fact is, the legal process takes time. Yeah. Nothing moves quickly. They ought to make a realistic lawyer show where it's like it takes place at the pace that things take place. Oh my gosh, no one would watch it. You would it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> it's just lawyers sitting around doing paperwork for Yes. hours. 12 hours a day. Hours. Yeah. Dealing with clients who create more messes for themselves and yep. you go, "Why? <laughs> oh. What are you doing?" No. Oh god. Right. Yeah. The other thing that really doesn't happen is dramatic outbursts. You know, the, you can't handle the truth, um, doesn't happen. Yeah. Occasionally, you will get a judge that will yell at someone. Yeah. Um, my last trial uh, um, was against a pro se litigant. So, okay. no attorney. She's presenting her own case. And the judge had tried to talk her out of that. That's I, I mean, as far as I know, that is a very bad idea. Generally speaking. Yeah. Um, and her whole case was... She paid my client money to do concrete work. He, they, She fired them in the middle of the job because she thought she was paying too much, but they had already done 75% of the work, and she wanted a refund, even though she had only paid for half. Uh, I've got right. clients like that, actually. Right. So yeah. this, this is her argument, but I was asking her questions, and they were pretty straightforward, like, that they did this, right? Like, they removed all the concrete patio, correct? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Or, and they dug this trench I, underneath your... I know what your, you mean by that. Right. I haven't even heard the, the logistics of the case. Right. Or my client dug a trench out from underneath her house. And there's a photo of a man laying underneath the house fixing something. <laughs> and I said... Well, that's a pretty deep trench, at least big enough for a person to fit in, right? Yeah. I don't know that's a person. So the judge lost her temper and said, are you trying to be difficult on purpose? Yeah. I would tell you it's not helping your case. (laughs) And went on from there. 
I imagine if you piss off a judge to the point where they yell at you, that what? that's not advisable. Not advisable. Not a good choice. Um, but that's there's a difference between, you know, lawyers are trained to know what to present at trial. Um, pro se litigants, so people without attorneys, are not trained on that. So it, they they want to tell their story, but half of it doesn't matter yeah. to what they're trying to argue, and it gets complicated. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, no dramatic outbursts. No. Um, there's also not normally a court full of people. Even when you have a jury, like all the time, yeah. every show, the courtroom is full of people watching the trial. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's not a baseball game. <laughs> it's, you can. You can go watch because it is public proceedings. Who the fuck does that, though? Law students. <laughs> and that's it. And they cheer when things go one way or the other, right? right? Yeah. So I, I've honestly, I've done a lot of trials. Yeah. I've had a few witnesses, maybe some family members of people involved. That's it. Yeah. My first appellate argument, I had all of my clients there. Mm. Normally, clients don't go to appellate arguments because you, yeah. you stand up in front of three judges and talk to them. Yeah. Um, and then the other side talks, and then you talk again, and then right. it's done. Yeah. Um, my clients were there. They were happy, but you don't normally have a bunch of people right. in the courtroom. Right. I don't know that you'd want that, would you? That seems I like that would be weird. Well, you know? and even though it's public proceedings... This is still your life on trial, whether it's a right. contract, your criminal charges, yeah. whatever. Like, I don't want everybody watching. Right. Yeah. It's right. kind of a private thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, the next one, and it always seems that Hollywood or whoever makes TV shows and movies wants to portray the defense attorney as a bad guy. Right. Yeah. You have and, to have balance. Yeah, and so much so that, like, even now it's like, you know, there's there there's this stigma about defense attorneys that they're these, you know, like these evil underhanded people because they, they help people who are clearly guilty. Right. And the fact is most of, maybe not most, at least half of your criminal defense attorneys in real life yeah. are on government payroll. Yeah. They are not making... No. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. They are not inclined right. to let a bad guy go free so he can continue to be bad. Right. Yeah. What they are interested in is making sure your rights that are protected by the Constitution and other laws are protected so innocent people do not get convicted. Makes sense. It is holding a threshold yeah. and serving a greater purpose. And it's a hard job. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a fun one. No. And it's also, you know, a lot of, frankly, the majority of cases that criminal defense attorneys deal with are small, simple things where people made a mistake. Yeah. It's a DUI. Yeah. Not that that should be taken lightly. Sure. It shouldn't. But do we want to wreck shop for someone for their entire life on a first offense? Right. A whole bunch of circumstances going on. Right. Um, you know, even for instance, one of my first cases was a car accident. 
Um, I was representing the people who were hit. So I was the plaintiff's attorney. Yeah. Um, and the defendant was a sympathetic guy. Mm-hmm. His dad had died that week. He hadn't slept. He was, you know, it was just a rough situation. He got arrested for a drug charge. He had never really done drugs, but that seemed to be what he went to coping, a coping mechanism. Yeah. And he rear-ended my clients. Yeah. We didn't go after him personally. We wanted the insurance money. Sure. And that's what we got. Right. We didn't go after all of his assets. Right. I mean, how often do you have? How often do you go after every somebody's like full assets? I can't imagine it's often. Not often because you're not going to collect it for right. one. Right, and also it's that's kind of the point of insurance. Right. Yeah. And an insurance company can cut a check. Right. Whereas, if you have you know standard house savings IRA whatever, I'm going to be tracking you down forever right. to get two hundred dollars a month. Yeah. It's not worth it. Right. So that is a big misconception that Hollywood does. Um, and defense attorneys aren't bad. Yeah. They're, they're necessary. Yeah. Um, also, victims aren't always happy with the prosecution. Hmm. That's a big one. Um, you know, you see the courtroom drama and the victims of the crime hug the prosecutor at the end and, <laughs> oh, justice is served. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, often victims aren't in the room. Yeah. Um, victims shouldn't have to be in the room. Right. Like you're facing the, you are looking at the person who did whatever crime against you. Right. I, I can't imagine many scenarios where I'd want to be in that position. Right. You know, unless it's like, like one of those like true blue justice type, you know, like big, huge. Yeah. You murdered my you know, second right. cousin twice removed or whatever it is. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's but yeah, for the most part, meh. Yeah. 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 And victims are not always just the the victims of the crime, because like one thing um, to kill a mockingbird did very well. Mm. Um, portrayed Atticus Finch, who's the defense attorney as mm. the good guy. Yeah. And he ultimately lost the case. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a hero mm. because there was good done with that. Right. Right. And that makes sense. Um, there's other cases that are, are similar crime dramas, movies. Right. Where it's Twelve Angry Men. Twelve know. Angry Men. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. Um, or, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the movie. Matthew McConaughey's the attorney. Bad Santa. No. Jingle all the way. <laughs> oh. I'm on Christmas movies right now. Sorry. Clearly, Ben's head's we've on been, Christmas we've movies. We've been marathoning them at home, so. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. So you know there are times that Hollywood, right, does a good job showing that the defense attorney's not always bad. Yeah. And the victim is often sometimes also the defendant. Hmm. Um. But those are fewer and far between. But yeah. those are also more representative of I'm the actual to wrap my situation. Head around. Sometimes the victim is the defendant. Right. So, for instance, in the Matthew McConaughey movie, which I am struggling to think of the name. Rainmaker? No. Um, um, you're just going to start naming <laughs> movies, aren't you? Well, no, that was another uh, Grisham novel, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah um, um, but 
the man on trial was an African-American man. Yeah, who, it was uh, um, um, Sam Jackson, um, Samuel L. Jackson, and it was his – yeah, well, oh, what was the name of that movie? This is this is great riveting podcast. There's there's people listening right now going, it's this, you idiots! It's this. That's the name of the movie. A time to kill. Time to kill. That's the one. That's the one. So a time to kill. Yeah. That shows where, yes, crimes were committed. Yeah. But there was an unfair system. Right. And. So often cases are so much more complicated yeah, than just Bob shot Sally, right. Bob goes to prison. Right. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is court decisions are, aren't always obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, again, you're not going to get that verdict. And there's normally a lot more gray area, mm-hmm. especially in civil cases. Yeah. So on any case, whether criminal or civil, you can have multiple claims or yeah. counts against you. So you may be guilty of one thing, not of another, which implies a different sentence, which, you know, for the criminal side or on the civil side, you may win the battle, but ultimately lose the war. Yeah. You might win... On liability. So, yes, Bob hurt Sally, so Bob's liable. Right. Verdict. Uh, But your damages are nothing. Yeah. So, realistically, you lose even though you won. Yeah. Because you didn't get what you needed. Right. Um, And it's complicated that way. Yeah. Um, And Hollywood does not ever portray that. No. No, they never do. No, they want it to be... Good guy versus bad guy, light versus dark, hero versus villain, and right. to make it intriguing. Yes. yes. They also love to ignore the rules of evidence. Drives me nuts. Side <laughs> examples, Jen. Yes. <laughs> Lots of them. So, um, in Changing Lanes, uh, there's Ben Affleck, um, and he loses a piece of paper. And he's trying to forge this piece of paper because he lost the original. Hmm. And it's like his license and everything's on the line. No, it's not. You're allowed to introduce a copy. (laughs) You just have to have somebody who has seen the document say, yes, this is a fair and accurate copy of what the original document looks like. (laughs) In fact, photos are often used. In order to get them into evidence, you have to have a witness say, yes, that is an accurate representation of whatever the photo takes right. a picture of. Right. Clearly it's a photo. Is this, like, has it ever been, like, one of those things, I remember for years, like, when Photoshop was starting to become a thing, people were like, it's not going to be long before you're not going to be able to use photos as evidence in court cases anymore. There was a little talk about that at certain times, but that's never really become a thing. Right. Like, the, I've also heard people argue the same thing about video. Like, you can't use video because you can too easily fake things in video anymore. And it's like, like no. not... Not without significant cost. Right. And you still have to have a witness. Right. Specifically say, yes, that accurately depicts what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a visual representation of what that person saw. Right. That's what the evidence is. Mm. Um, But they don't always show that. Yeah. Or um, 
other ones, uh, there's always objections as to the evidence. Yeah. Most evidence gets in. Um, you know, if yeah, fingerprints. Yeah. Chain of evidence, as long as that's there. Yeah. It gets in. Yeah. Um, another big one that Hollywood loves to mess up. They based a whole movie off a of double jeopardy with Ashley Judd <laughs> because she was convicted of a crime she did not commit because her husband faked his death. Huh. And throughout the movie, her whole premise is that gives her a license to kill him. That's stupid. That doesn't make sense. That's what it is, though, because Double Jeopardy says you cannot be convicted of the same crime twice. Huh. Technically. Kind of. But, but she, not really. But she was convicted the first time? She was convicted the first time. Her husband faked his death. Huh. Planted all the evidence. She was convicted of killing him. And then she, got out? Or? And then she was eventually released. Huh. And then discovered that her husband was still alive. Huh. So then she goes after him. Toting her gun. Um, <laughs> it played by Ashley Judd. That's yep, ridiculous. she's going out there. It sounds like an Ashley Judd yep. movie, too. Tommy Just, Lee Jones plays a law professor who basically says she's she's got double jeopardy down. Yeah. Thing is, yeah. there's what we call jurisdiction. Yeah. And, yeah, in theory, that's the deeper meaning uh, mm. or you know that's the spirit of double jeopardy what it really means is you can't just keep getting tried for the same crime yeah so officers arrest you on december 2nd 2016 for drug possession mm -hmm. and you go to trial right. and you are found not guilty yeah they can't then try you a second time right with additional evidence for the, that same infraction right that's really what it is yeah but that yeah. doesn't give you a license to go yeah. commit the crime you were right. convicted for because – so the case takes place in Louisiana, but then she chases this guy all across the country. Well, the second you're in another state, it's a new crime. Yeah. It's a new jurisdiction. Yeah. And this is just bad advice. Bad advice. <laughs> Whole premise of the movie, bad advice. <laughs> Terrible. Um same thing with most criminal movies. Yeah, yeah. Be careful about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are some of the big ones right off the top of my head mm. that just drive me nuts. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, other movies you like to well think i mean about? there's a whole bunch of tv shows out there i mean obviously we touched on law and order real quick i mean yeah. there's uh um you know uh what's that show that we talk about all the time oh suits hey side note suits complete bs um okay so i've never actually seen it myself i've i i refuse to watch it the, the the premise of it and i kind of went i don't know about that okay so just for those who aren't clear Suits is based on a fraud. <laughs> so the one guy is just a genius with an eidetic memory who dropped out of college. And the partner of this very big firm needs to hire a Harvard Law graduate. So they make up a story and basically present this guy, this college dropout, who's very intelligent, as a lawyer, who, as an associate for the firm, who has never finished college, who has never finished law school, who has never passed the bar exam. Now, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but if you pretend that you're a lawyer... Deep trouble. That seems like that would get you in a lot of trouble. Correct. <laughs> Lots of deep trouble. So... Especially if you're going through like court cases and things like that. It seems like anything you ever do, if it ever gets called into question, all of those things all of a sudden. Uh Yeah. So first things first, lawyers are governed by the rules of professional conduct. Each state has them. Yeah. Um, In Ohio, we are governed by the Supreme Court of Ohio, which means they monitor everything we do. Um, And they investigate every claim ever made against us ever. They yell at us. Um. So, they always are watching. So, if you do something that breaks that code, and that would include allowing a non-attorney to practice law, you would be disbarred. <laughs> and Inst- Instantly and permanently, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Also, every state in this country has an unauthorized practice of law statute, which means, well... We talk about pro se litigants, so that means someone can go represent themselves. Mm. So you, Ben, can represent you, Ben, in Mm. court. You cannot represent Boxland Media because they are a separate entity, and corporations are required to be represented by lawyers. Okay. Even though it's just really you and your team, you are not allowed to represent your entity right? because that's Legal representation. Right. If you are practicing law unlawfully, they will come after you. There is a whole team of people at the Supreme Court of Ohio that looks at unauthorized practice of law cases. Wow. Right. You will get in trouble. Yeah. Third, (laughs) it is fraud, which is a crime. Yeah. (laughs) Doing that would warrant criminal penalties. It is a fraud against the community, against your clients. Yeah. It is all sorts of bad news. And not to mention, if somebody's, like, convicted, uh, like, let's say you you represent somebody and put somebody away, they go to jail, and it turns out that you weren't a lawyer to begin with and shouldn't have even been arguing the case, that person comes out of jail, and guess what they're going to do first? Right. They're going to sue you. (laughs) Yes. And they may not be the only one, and especially if this is a, a weekly show they I'm, i imagine he does the same kind of thing every week you yeah know? he does a lot of representing clients yeah the fact is you know i have paralegals and staff that work for me yeah. they are not allowed to give legal advice only attorneys can give legal advice huh. um and that's because we paid a lot of money to get that degree yeah. to then pay a lot of money and time to take the bar exam and to yeah. then keep our certifications up to make sure we are giving you the best advice we can yeah. based on your circumstances. Right. If you are not qualified, yeah. then, and it's legal advice, that is the unauthorized practice of law. Yeah. Sharing your opinion about something is different. So, well, the, when this happened, and oh, clients love this, you know, well, my sister said that <laughs> in this case, this, this, and this was how it was handled. <laughs> nope. In general, that is bad advice to take. Yep. One, your situation's probably different. And two, really, the, you're, yeah. you're working with an attorney yeah. who's telling you what the law is. Yeah. And you want to argue about what your sister's ex-husband's sister did. Yeah. My friend on Facebook says this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. great. Take that advice. Yep. 
Let's see where that gets you. Um, so, you know, work with professionals you trust. And then trust them. Don't question every little thing. Yeah. Especially if they've explained the law behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's why we paid so much money to go to law school so we right. could learn all that. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, venting done. Yes. Okay, so question then. If you are, uh, obviously you're an attorney in Ohio. Yes. That means you basically can't practice law anywhere outside of Ohio? Correct. Unless so, you pass the bar in that particular Or state. there is reciprocity. So, um, Ohio likes to be special. Um, we do not have reciprocity with many states. However, if I wanted to, I have been practicing long enough, I could apply to West Virginia to get licensed in West Virginia. And then after a year, I could get licensed in Kentucky because Kentucky has reciprocity with West Virginia. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. The more places you are licensed, the more law you need to know. And there are differences between the states. Mm. And there are certain things that, you know, you just can't stay up on all of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, if I was down Cincinnati, for instance, most Cincinnati attorneys are also licensed in Kentucky yeah, because it's right on the border. Um, same thing if you're in southeastern Ohio, often you get licensed in West Virginia because there's crossover. That makes sense. Columbus is in the center of the state. Right. <laughs> now, that is for your state law. So you get sworn into the state courts, basically, mm -hmm. through your for us, it's the Supreme Court of Ohio. That is the Ohio Bar. Right. Um, for federal law, you take a separate test hmm. or otherwise apply to be admitted into federal court. Hmm. And you have to get admitted into every federal court you want to practice in. Yeah. So I am admitted into the Northern District, Southern District of Ohio, plus the Northern District, Southern District bankruptcy courts. Yeah. Okay. I am not yet certified in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay. If I want to take a federal case up to appeal, I would have to apply for certification. Okay. Now, there is one exception to this. It's called pro hoc vice. Um, right? <laughs> we like our Latin terms. <laughs> sounds like the name of a customer I had. Looks one. like pro hack <laughs> vice. <laughs> um, but what that is is where you apply to a court to be admitted for limited representation on a single case mm. when you are not licensed by that state, but you can apply for admittance for that limited time. Okay. And that's also something you can do. Yeah. But that's why it's important, and we are governed because, again, it can be the unauthorized practice of law for us. Yeah. If we are practicing law in a state that we are not licensed in. Hmm. Because we don't have a license with that state. Okay. And there, depending on the state, there are many different levels of that. It could be doing all the legal work here for an estate plan, but Bob and Sally own property in Florida that I need to put into their trust. So I prepare a deed here in Ohio mm. okay. for their Ohio estate plan, but record the deed in Florida. Okay. I guess I'm that, following. <laughs> so it's a Florida property. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to... Do a Florida deed. Okay. And record a Florida deed in Florida. Okay. Some states would consider that the practice of law. Really? But I'm in Ohio. Huh. It's for an Ohio estate plan. Huh. It affects Ohio residents. Yeah. But that's the switch. Yeah. So that's hard. Right. 
um, and that can be complicated. Right. And you can open yourself up as a lawyer for liability when you're working between multiple states. Yeah. Um, which is why sometimes you need to enlist co-counsel yeah. in another state to handle a situation. Yeah. Huh. Um, I have one estate right now who dad had everything in a trust. Everything was good here. Yeah. He died here in Ohio. He owns a piece of property in Colorado. It's not in the trust. Hmm. So they're going to have to open an estate in Colorado through a Colorado probate attorney Gotcha. to get that taken care of. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. So that's why, and as but it's complicated on purpose. <coughs> is what it, it, it? I mean, that's kind of how it all shakes out. It's not. It's Absolutely. not complicated to be complicated. It's complicated because through complication comes specific answers and orders. Right. You know? And the fact is, our world continues to get more complicated, which is why you don't see many attorneys who are completely general practice. Right. Um. I will tell you that, you know, I do small business, estate planning, and real estate primarily. little yeah. litigation in there that kind of overlaps with those three. Um, but I'm not going to be your best choice for a worker's compensation thing. Right. Because that is very specialized. Yeah. There, There is procedures and rules all their own. Right. Or bankruptcy. I can fill out a bankruptcy application. Right. That's not what I do every day. Right. There are pitfalls. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Right. I would not be effective. Right. So when you're looking at attorneys, that is something important to really ask them what they do, why they do it. Um, so you know if you're choosing the right attorney because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Sure. You want your, to set yourself up for success. And if an attorney has never handled whatever the matter is. That could be okay, but it may not be. You yeah. need to know what their dedication is because as attorneys, we are required to perform our services competently, Yeah, which means we don't have to have experience in it, but that means we need to go get it to make sure we represent you properly. Yeah, And if not, it's a violation of our code of ethics and can get us in trouble. Hmm. Stuff you never knew, right? right? Yeah. Right. Lots I think there's things. a ton more stuff we can do on like movies and things like that. Oh yeah, this was like, just this was my quick list. Got to get it yeah. off my chest in 2016 because well, gosh, it drives so me nuts. I, I'm I'm going to to appeal to our our audience here. If there's a movie or a show that you know of, a specific example of like you know like a, a, a lawyer thing or a legal thing, let us know and we'll talk about it. Well, I mean like if it's a big enough you know thing to kind of talk about, we'll kind of go through and. We'll break it down for an episode, something like that. Let us Absolutely. know if you th if you think there's a good one. Talk to us. We'd like to hear. Yeah, that's Agreed. what I got. That's the yeah. idea. Love so, it. Yeah. Great. Well, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to your joke of the week. Maybe you have it ready this week. I definitely do. Whoa! I know, right? Breaking tradition. I know. Yep. But first, little housekeeping. Sure. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can. Comment, get news, suggest legal topics to discuss. Yep. Ask about movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and anything else really related to this podcast. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also uh, follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. Uh, we do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen route every single week. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, I'm at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as well. You can find me on Facebook, wherever you want to look. If you're looking for Jen, though, uh, tough 
tough noogies because that's a that's a that dog won't hunt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get Twitter. Nope. Nope. Anyways, you know what? I do it and I barely get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Instagram too. I'm not. I'm not there Instagram yet. Instagram makes sense. It's, Instagram's just pictures. That's all it is. You just can't you post pictures on Facebook? Yeah, but you uh, the the best way to you use Instagram as this is okay marketing one hundred and one here. You use Instagram to feed into your Twitter and your Facebook feed so that you kind of control all your social media through one app. That gives me a headache. Anyway, <laughs> this is why Ben does marketing yep. and I do law. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you would head on over to iTunes, rate and review us. It helps us with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of you, our listeners, worldwide, for following us and staying up with us it means a lot we see the numbers every week and it's it's awesome that every single week we see those numbers increase just a little bit and there's 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 a chunk of you out there and we really appreciate it and and then the more folks that that listen we really appreciate all of them too so please sharing caring good it's awesome we love it thank you Yes. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Since you prepared it and everything, yeah. A lawyer dies okay. and goes to heaven. And he gets the, the pearly gates and he says, there must be some mistake. I'm too young to die. I'm only 55. St. Peter goes, okay. He looks through his book and he goes, no, according to our calculations, you're 82. The lawyer says, well, how did you get that number? The lawyer says, and St. Peter goes, well, we added up all of your timesheets. Oh. You get it? You get it? Yeah. I, I got I it. I like that one. I thought that was <laughs> that, cute. That, that, that was that's cute. Clever. Uh, all right. A quick note on the, the lawyer jokes of the week. When we started this podcast, I had no idea that there is definitely a finite number of lawyer jokes out there. <laughs> we may <laughs> have to Many of them repeat themselves. I may have repeated myself a few times, and if I have, I apologize. We may have to rethink the closing. The the, the lawyer joke of the week may go away in 2017 huh. uh, and, and be replaced by something slightly different. I'm not sure what that is yet, but we'll figure it out. But yeah. uh, if you have any thoughts or suggestions, or if you hear a really good lawyer joke, hey, that's another great one. Send that to us. We'd love to hear it. But uh, anyway, until next time, I'm Ben Edenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, reminding you, ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Happy New Year, everyone. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.